Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. All right, third hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now, everybody. And we got some really interesting news items here from today to share with you. Um, one has to do with, as you know, we're discussing the Israel-Hamas war and the Democrat reactions to it. And this White House is caught in a difficult spot one of its own making, because the Biden regime wants to both make the pro-Hamas left and the uh, Muslim American community that identifies very strongly with Palestine, the contingent of it that identifies strongly with Palestine, wants to make them happy, uh, or with the Palestinians, wants to make them happy while also not seeming to betray Jewish Americans in this moment of of tremendous anti-Semitism and in the aftermath of this massive terror attack on the state of Israel, which was rooted in hatred of Jews and, and the uh, anti-Semitism that we see on display, you would think that this is a, a moment for moral clarity. Now, before I get into the White House's latest on this, I do just want to say that there is a voice that has emerged on this from the Democrat side that Clay and I are, we're, we call them like we see them. Balls and strikes. We go with whatever is true here. And there is a voice that we'll get to here momentarily that is speaking so much sense on the issue of Israel that we cannot but say to ourselves, wow, that's, um, a surprise and, uh, and a welcome one. Namely, John Fetterman of the United States Senate. I know. I know. We, we will, we will get there. But first, Clay, to set the table here for moral confusion, and maybe that's being too generous, but moral confusion on the issue of uh, Israel and the Palestinians and Hamas, Karine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, was asked specifically about Representative Jayapal, who was saying, and we played this yesterday, when it comes to the rape policy of Hamas against Israeli women and, and men, 
Uh, when it comes to that, we, you know, we need to make sure we have context and we shouldn't just condemn without. When Corinne Jean-Pierre is asked about this, I want you to hear how she chooses not to speak with any clarity or moral force. Play it. The House Democrats are planning to introduce a resolution this week, both condemning the use of rape in war against Israeli women. Um, seemingly in response to Progressive Caucus uh, Chairwoman's comments this past weekend, Rep. Jayapal, basically saying we need to be balanced in our criticism, which seemed was interpreted by many, myself included, to downplay the horrors of the uh, actions of October 7th. Does the White House uh, support this resolution? And do you think the representative needs to clarify her remarks? So, look, I'm going to let the rep- representative speak for herself. I'm, I just can't speak for her. I speak for the president of the United States. I am the White House press secretary, obviously, so that's who I speak for. And what I can say, and I said this in Sarah's question when I answered it, which is it is when it comes to rape, that's reprehensible. When it comes to using rape as a weapon of war, that's reprehensible. We are we are very, very clear about denouncing Hamas's actions, and that's what the president has been clear about, and that's as administration more more broadly. We're going to continue. Do you to be think really because really of her perch, though, as a progressive leader, she should clarify her remarks? I, I speak for the president. She has to speak for herself. It's interesting, Buck, when they are willing to, again, pay attention. Corinne Jean-Pierre criticizes people from the White House all the time. They ripped Elon Musk to shreds in the Biden White House over a tweet that they decided to label as anti-Semitic. They put out a statement on it. So when they say, oh, I'm the spokesperson for the president, it's not my responsibility to try to characterize other people's words They do it all the time. That is what Corinne Jean-Pierre spends an inordinate amount of her press conferences doing, is commenting on behalf of the president based on what other people have said. And here, when she was directly asked, do you think that a high-ranking Democrat should have said that we have to provide further context when it comes to rape as a weapon of war, She said, well, it's not really our responsibility to comment on it. They're trying to thread this needle. This is all politics. They're trying to thread this needle where they simultaneously don't lose Jewish support and do not lose Arab support in what is a war between now Jews and Arabs who represent a substantial portion of the Democrat Party Identity Politics Coalition and What's the great line? If a turtle gets on a fence, he didn't get there by accident. It's an old Southern saying. If you're straddling, I just learned fence, that one. I had never heard. You that never one heard before. that one before. I think no. I, uh, I, I think that is an old Southern saying. Turtle gets to the top of a fence, he didn't get there by accident. They're not accidentally putting themselves in a position where they're trying to avoid commenting on either side of their coalition's perspectives. Now, I had mentioned this because there was an opportunity there for Corinne Jean Pierre to. Just absolutely clobber any moral yes. ambiguity. I mean, just, and she just should crush. have, and yes. she should have done that. In in the, if truth and justice truly matters, that's what she would have done. And and I just want to be clear that there are Democrats, and this is rare, but this issue is so clear, and the sides are so well defined, and the morality is so obvious that there are some Democrats who are are sound on this issue. And John Fetterman, we've given him what we called our second high five recently. John Fetterman is now getting a triple. He's oh, no. Third, Again? The third high five on the issue of the truth 
of the conflict with Israel and Hamas. Here he is pressed by a CNN anchor to basically try to do the, you know, there's bad things on both sides. Do you think that Israel has committed war crimes? Play John Fetterman. Do you believe that anything that Israel has done in these six weeks of fighting has amounted to a war crime? Of course not. Uh, of, of course not. And and it's like, let's not forget what Hamas started. They broke the first ceasefire and then they attacked Israel and murdered over 1,200 innocent willy, excuse me, women, children, babies, everything, and, and brutalized it in, in the most you know, unspeakable kinds of ways. Uh, and so that really is the ultimate, you know, you know, criminal war uh, uh, kinds of. This is absolutely an unequiv- unequivocal uh, attack to destroy Israel. And we must remember that that's how started all of this. But are you comfortable, uh, in, Senator? Can I just say, in, in moral terms, that was a perfect response. I, I have no, I have no criticism of John Fetterman there whatsoever. All I have is praise. He, he handled that exactly right. Oh, don't you think Israel's committing war crimes too? Heck no, he says. And remember who started this. And remember what they did. I'm like, is John Fetterman, has he been listening to this show recently? I was, it was, it was astonishing. Uh, I give him credit. And you know what, Buck? I, I, I give Fetterman credit on this issue. I saw, I was going to mention it. I jotted it down as he was talking. When I was in New York City for the Tunnel of the Towers event, I was walking uh, along by Grand Central Station, and you know what passed me? A One of those billboard cars, do you know what I'm talking about, where it's like a truck, I guess, maybe more than a car, but they have like a message on the, on the back of the vehicle. And sure. the message was they were driving it around. It just said, thank you, John Fetterman. And I'm assuming it was some sort of, uh, of, of pro-Israel group that had paid for that message to be on, emblazoned on that vehicle. Uh, but it, it just said simply, thank you, John Fetterman. And then for something uh, along the lines of standing strong with Israel. And again, driving through the streets of, uh, of Manhattan on Friday, I saw it and I thought to myself, yeah, you know what? They're right on this one. And I think it's important that People of good faith and good conscience speak out and call balls and strikes, even if I think that Fetterman's election was indefensible based on his performance, based on his health. The idea that he was going to wear shorts in the Senate chamber, I thought, was absurd. Uh, certainly, we want him to get well with his mental health challenges that he experienced as soon as he entered into the Senate. But he's found his voice here. And, and, and look, I, I'm not claiming that he is... Uh, a perfect representative of the state of Pennsylvania, I think you could have done better than Fetterman. But on this issue in particular, he's 100% right. And he's standing up to elements of the Democrat Party that condemn him for this take in a way, frankly, that Joe Biden has not. And I give credit for moral clarity to to John Fetterman here. And he, he, I will say, has... Bernie Sanders leftists who have supported him up to this point, and I'm sure he's making them very angry with this position. So, of course, there's politics involved here. He's a politician. I understand that there's some benefit that he likely sees with with constituencies as a result of, but taking the right and moral stand and doing so unequivocally and doing so forcefully in the way that he has is to be praised at a time when, we just played the, you know, White House press secretary. She's like, well, that's not for us to comment on or we're not going to. Yes. 
You're not gonna, not gonna comment on this? You had a member of Congress. I mean, the things that some of these members of Congress have been saying, it, you know, it, it, it is beyond the pale. And I don't use that phrase very often, but the things that they have been trying to, uh, to pass off as somehow a reasonable approach to this, completely insane. Moral clarity is, is essential. And you know, there are other areas where I think moral clarity is something that demands urgent action and courage, like the fight to save lives. Preborn is out there on the front lines doing this every day. Preborn gives the gift of life to 200 unborn children every day by working closely to provide their pregnant moms with services, including a free ultrasound. See, here's how it works. Preborn Clinic provides that free ultrasound, and then the mother who's in a moment of crisis, she's concerned, she's considering what to do here. The preborn clinic reaches out, welcomes her in. She meets that baby through ultrasound, and she feels that precious gift of life, and she so often will choose life just based on that interaction. So this is what preborn does. And then they follow up for up to two years with all kinds of material and counseling support as well. Preborn needs our help, though. Needs the help of you and me, the pro-life community. For just $28, you can sponsor an ultrasound and introduce a mother to her baby, which doubles that baby's chance at life. And now through a matching grant, your gift saves twice as many babies. So please give the gift of life. To donate, use your cell phone, dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, say baby, or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K, sponsored by Preborn. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information, so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. 
And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We roll through the Tuesday edition of the program. Uh, yesterday evening, I sat down for a long-form interview with uh, Stephen A. Smith, and we talked. He's the ESPN's most prominent employee. Um, he's actually a fan of Fox News. He'll send me a message every now and then. He watches Jesse Waters, watches uh, Sean Hannity, good friends with Mark Levine. Um, and, uh, one of the, I did his podcast a while back. Some of you will remember that he did a long form interview with me. I think you guys will enjoy it. We will populate it in the clay and buck podcast feed, uh, for those of you out there that would be intrigued to listen. But I thought this was an interesting part of our discussion. I wanted to play it for you guys. Also let you hear it, Buck. Uh, Stephen A. Smith went off on how disgusted he is by woke culture and the concept of people losing their jobs for the opinions that they share. Listen. You talked about identity politics. I got something ten times more damaging. Woke culture. It ain't popular to say it's woke culture. Here's why woke culture is is, is, is worse. Because no matter what your identity is or what my identity is, we can live in our separate worlds and we can choose to come together. Woke gets you fired. If you ain't woke enough. If you don't agree with what the woke culture says, it wants you to agree with. And so what happens is somebody like me, Clay Travis might say 10 things I disagree with, but nine of them I have no problem with. Now, if I have a problem with something, I'll say so. But the other nine things you said, I'm like, wait a minute. He might feel differently than me, but it's perfectly within his right to say that is perfectly within his right to feel that way. He said absolutely nothing wrong. Why are you trying to get him fired? We got to grow up as a society and accept the fact that differences are okay as long as we're wishing the best for our fellow men and women. And we're not using every little excuse that we can to end somebody's career. Because I've made mistakes. You've made mistakes. We all have. But my God, should we lose our careers for it? I don't agree. I don't agree with that at all. And I think woke culture has instigated that kind of thinking. And that's why when you've spoken about woke culture, I've sat up there and said to people, he's right. He's right. I think this is a big deal, Buck, um, because what you're seeing is people from all different backgrounds are now starting to come together and recognize that the 10 percent or so of American woke culture We've talked about it a lot on this program that are constantly trying to get people fired for the tweet that they send that doesn't come off right. Or you send a Facebook message that one of your coworkers doesn't like and all of a sudden you lose your job. I think Americans are fed up with it. White, black, Asian, Hispanic, 
And when you start to hear so many people speaking out against it, I think this is something the tidal wave can grow in the opposite direction. Um, and, uh, I think most people out there, you may not agree with Stephen A. Smith. You can go listen to the full hour and a half. He says lots of things that I don't agree with. And, and I say a lot of things that he doesn't agree with. But Buck, the, the conversation I think was interesting because it goes to your point, which is people who disagree used to talk, uh, as mm-hmm. opposed to just sit back and take pot shots at, at each other. Um, and presume that their other side is evil. And I think this is a part of that. And I think we're starting to see people coming together on the idea of cancel culture basically just being wrong. Now, I do worry that this could turn into a, this moment that we're seeing here where wokeness has been maybe exposed even among some in the center and, and even some of that are left of center that this is a, a strategic pause or strategic retreat. At best, just because on the issues, um, I think they have, they, they have a problem with the transports r- reality. Like this is, the, it, America is not yet so insane that they're going to say, you know, the 200 pound guy who's competing against 120 or 130 pound female athletes doesn't have an advantage and this isn't absurd. So they're, they're having to, to reevaluate and reassess. I don't think they've changed their minds though. And I think the only way that this, starts to feel like it's really moving in the right direction is if the structural power dynamic shift. What I mean by that is the building up of the parallel economy, the um, shifting um, of resources on the right into platforms that align with your values, the creation of, I mean, I think Elon Musk and X is a, is a very good example of this, but there need to be a whole lot of others uh, because if we're just hoping, Clay, that Disney decides that, you know, having like pansexual cartoon characters is a little too weird to expose America's children to, they're just going to do it, not do it for a year or two, and then do it again, right? I mean, you, yeah. you have to create incentive structures and power structures that are different. You have to create pain, uh, honestly. And, and I think that's what you saw with Bud Light. I don't think Bud Light will ever do anything similar to Dylan Mulvaney again. They're now paying hundreds of millions of dollars to the UFC. I saw their new political campaign, uh not political campaign, their new media campaign. You know what it is, Buck? It's Peyton Manning throwing Bud Light cans around to people for free in the bar. Um, You know, you go with the UFC, you go with Peyton Manning. That's a lot different than, uh, than everything associated with uh, the Dylan Mulvaney mess. Uh, it goes without saying, comfortable sheets, towels, and a home make a big difference. Uh, and being comfortable in your home made that much easier with MyPillow. Right now, they have a new line of towels made with a special cotton. So soft and absorbent, you'll love them. Right now, you can get a six-piece set for an introductory sale price, $29.98 with our names. Clay and Buck as the promo code. Get the designer premium line, just 20 bucks more. Whichever you decide, that's 50% in savings. That's a big deal. To find this offer, go online to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. You'll get the new six-piece towel sets and 50% in savings. You get a 60-day money-back guarantee, two months to make sure you like your purchase. Remember, enter the promo code Clay and Buck for the special and many more. Get hooked up now. All you have to do is go to Clay and uh, use the MyPillow.com. Use the code Clay and Buck. Do it today for some brand new towels. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. So yesterday I got an education in the feud that broke out over the weekend over which teams are going to the college football playoffs. 
Um, Governor of my home state, Ron DeSantis, weighed in on this one. Here, here's what he said. Let's let's play that clip. They undefeated conference champion and to be left out in favor of two one-loss teams. And, and not those are good teams. I mean, don't get me wrong. No, the Florida State team. earned that spot. Donald Trump wants to blame me. You know, he also said that um, he also took Disney's side against us when we stood up for the kids. He also said Cuomo in New York did COVID uh, be- better than we did, and he attacked me for being pro-life. Maybe that's the reason we should have a debate on your show, Laura. Stop being a keyboard warrior, and let's uh, step up and debate one-on-one. He's had a lot to yeah. say about me over the last year. Say it to yeah. my face. I'm game. Uh, well, bringing <laughs> it back to football here for a second, because he turned that into a whole bunch of other stuff. We have Congressman Byron Donalds with us of Florida as well, who wants to have an epic throwdown with Clay on this one. It was a shortened version yesterday. I am munching popcorn over here, Clay. You guys go ahead. All right, Congressman, let's start here. I I read Trump making uh comments about DeSantis to blame as a total joke, right? Like he was having fun with the mess and saying, oh, let's just br- bl- blame DeSantis for this. I'm sure, is that the way you read that too? I mean, I know some people are treating it like it's a serious thing, but I think Trump was just kind of having fun with it and being a little bit funny on uh, on Truth Social with that comment. Wait, you asking me if I think that? Yeah, yeah. Like, how would you, oh, yeah, like, he, yeah, you, you don't think Trump was... actually thinks DeSantis is to blame for Florida State not getting in the playoff, right? Some people are treating that seriously. Nah. No, 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 no. I, I don't think so. I think that's just a joke. I mean, listen, the president's having fun with it. And also, you know, look, he's up big in the polls all through the country. So he's having a little fun, too, you know, with the governor as well. But, you know, it's, it's not his fault. The fault lies with the committee. We all know this. That's where the fault lies with. Okay, so what should happen to the committee in your mind? There's been, uh, I'm sure you saw Rick Scott wrote a letter, uh, saying that he wants to preserve them to preserve their text messages and data and whatnot. Uh, and, uh, Ron DeSantis, I think, has left a million dollars now in the Florida budget to examine this. Is there a role for Florida politicians to be playing in this debate and this, uh, decision in your mind? Well, I'm not totally there, but the reason why I think they are engaged in this is, first of all, what the committee did was wrong to the players. That's number one. Number two, Florida State is a state institution. They are funded by the state government. They get taxpayer money. Uh, this decision by the committee, by all told, cost the ACC in Florida State over $10 million. That's a major investment in Florida State. So, um, yeah, there's reasons why people are looking at this, but, but, third, but third and overall. An unbeaten team, a Power 5 champion, is left out. That just doesn't pass the smell test. Unless your name, unless you are an alumni or a student at Texas or Alabama, you're looking at that, and you're, you're looking at this saying, man, this is fishy, it stinks. Who got paid and what's going on? People need to look into this. Wait, Clay, right, do, do you totally to agree? Wait, wait, hold on, Mr. No, yeah. Clay. Yeah, you're you moderating. agree with everything Congressman Donald is saying here? Because I, I thought you guys... Didn't see no, I dis- I dis- I disagree with him. I think that because of the injury to Jordan Travis, Florida State had an opportunity to play against Florida, and they got an opportunity to play against Louisville. They won both those games. The defense was very solid, but I think Florida State's a touchdown worse than they would have been with Jordan Travis. So I would have agreed with the committee. I would have put in Texas, and I would have put in Alabama, over Florida State, because I think given the rosters and the situations and the charge of the committee to put the four best in, uh, I think that those teams 
both Texas and Alabama are better than Florida State was at the end of the year. Okay, now here's where I'm, here's what I'm gonna do, Clay. So just sit tight. I'm gonna break all this down. First, <laughs> let's take Alabama. I am not opposed to Alabama being in. I think it was the right fall by the committee. Alabama is appropriately ranked at four. They beat the number one team in the country, Georgia. Neutral field, last game of the season. They deserve to be in. The issue is Texas. First of all, Texas, the same Texas team, they beat Alabama in week three when Alabama was not the Alabama you saw beat Georgia. Much weaker team. Milrow got benched after the, after the Texas game. Uh, this is the same Texas team that beat TCU by three points. They beat Kansas State by three points, looking god-awful. They lost to Oklahoma in the Red River show, uh, shootout, and they beat an Oklahoma State team for the Big 12 championship that lost to South Alabama 33 to seven and lost to UCF forty five to three. UCF isn't even the fourth best team in Florida. And Oklahoma State beat them forty five to three. That's who Texas beat for the Big Twelve championship. So you're gonna sit here and tell me that Texas to jump four spots on the last week over Florida State when Florida State went on to roll with the second-string quarterback and beat Florida in Florida. They didn't lose to UCF the way Oklahoma State did. They beat Florida in Florida. And let's talk about Louisville. Louisville is a better team than Oklahoma State, much better team. They have a better offense than Oklahoma State, and our defense was lights out. They weren't good. They were great. All right, so. They should be the third-ranked team in the country. I don't the know what challenge here, I find him very compelling in his <laughs> The challenge here is Texas beat Alabama by 10 in week three. You're correct it was early in the year, but they won on the road at Bryant-Denny. So I think the challenge for the committee is I don't think you can put Alabama in without putting Texas in. They finished with the same record, 12-1. and They won the head-to-head. The number one rule of sports, as you well know, when you have a tie is – how do you decide the tie? Who won the head-to-head? Yes, Texas Ow. lost to Oklahoma, but Oklahoma is a pretty good game, pretty good team, ten and two. They lost with 15 seconds left. That was a battle, rivalry game, neutral site field. I think the committee got it right, and I actually Wait, think, Clay. and this is going to really drive Florida State fans, and you're really going to tee off now, Byron, when you hear this. I actually think Florida State should have been ranked seven. I think they should have been oh behind uh, behind Georgia at five, and behind Ohio State at six. I don't even think they were okay. a top 16. That don't even, that makes no sense at all. Let's go back to the Red River shootout. You just said, you just said that they won in the last 15 seconds over Oklahoma. It's a rivalry game. Clay, what do you think Florida-Florida State is, man? It's a long-standing rivalry game. We but Florida's not any good. Not, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, stop. And Oklahoma this year. is? Stop that. Stop Oklahoma's 10-2, and and Florida finished 5-7. They lost two games. I thought the games didn't matter. It's how you look. Well, Oklahoma lost two games. Like, this is what I'm saying. All I'm saying is this. Florida State's defense is easily top four. Our defense is better than Washington's, and I would argue our defense is better than Michigan's. That's number one. Number two, yes, we don't have Jordan Travis anymore. Freak injury, sorry for him, and I hope his future continues. And I think, you know, the reports of his surgery are that it went well. But there has been no evidence on the field at any point in this season that Texas is better than Florida State. And I will back up a point that you made. The committee knew they had to put Alabama in, and the only way they could justify it was have Texas jump four spots on the last day of the season 
to jump over Florida State. Even when Texas beat Bama back on week three, they didn't jump four spots. I, I agree with you that the today. committee, here's Come where on. we agree. The committee set itself up for a problem when they put Florida State at four and when they had Texas at seven and Alabama at eight. They were hoping, I think, that this would resolve itself because if Georgia would have beaten Alabama, I think they would have probably kept Florida State in uh, and they would have then had Texas as the four, right? I think that's the way this thing would have sh- would have shaken out. Um, but I think that they are uh, – sorry, they would have put Florida State at the four and Texas would have been at the five. I think that's probably what they would have done uh, if Georgia had gone on and won. But, man, what they should do – and what I wish everybody had just said was, let's go ahead and put the 12-team playoff in, implement it a year early. And this is where you need like a grandmaster of the, uh, you know, the, the the commissioner, like somebody who is in charge of the overall landscape. Buck, I think even you would agree with this. Go ahead and start the 12-team playoff early. That would have been the right choice. Boom, you put it all in place. No, now Clay, here's something I will agree with you on. What the committee should have really done is they should have said, okay, oops, we got caught because Bama beat Georgia. By the way, I was calling that game before it happened. I thought Bama could beat Georgia. I'm going to move aside. They should have easily been like, dang, I'm I'm being Florida State has to be in. Hey, sorry, Texas, but you beat Bama when Bama was weak and they're strong now. And on a neutral field, Texas cannot beat Alabama. Not today. And we all know that. That's number one. Number two, what they really could have done is said, you know what, Orange Bowl and some other bowl, yeah, we 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 need Georgia to we need Georgia to play Texas and we need Alabama to play Florida State and then uh Georgia and then Michigan and Washington to get a bye. Yeah, could have went to a sixteen real fast and everybody would have been okay. The players would have been like, oh, let's do it, and it would have made more money for college football because we got at the end of the day, this is about money. My biggest issue with the committee is this: we have to fully acknowledge now that this is about money. It is not about amateurism. They want the most eyeballs on the screens, and that's why they moved Texas up four spots over Florida State. It's a travesty of justice. Nothing like this has ever occurred in college sports. I mean, the committee might as well be the Russian judge, as far as we're concerned. <laughs> now, now, who could bring this together? Who could bring this together? You know, if if we actually had a president of the United States that was awake and knew how to lead, he could step in and be like, hey, man, we're going to have one of these games on the National Mall, and the other game could be down at, at the Orange Bowl, and then that's how we'll do it if you're concerned about venue seating. Or you can always call Jerry Jones. You know, the billion-dollar playpen is always available. I you I agree 100% with you. I would love if Joe Biden, if he could wake him up and if he knew what was going on, if he just came out and said, hey, I'm in favor of expanding the playoff to six, uh, what do I need to do to make it happen? If I were president of the United States, I'm not kidding. I would do that. I bet if you were president of the United States, you would do it. I'm sure some people would criticize it. Every college football fan in America would vote for us for the rest of their lives. Well, listen, I'm going to be very clear. I'm in favor of this because I'm a, I'm a Florida State Seminole. I'm an alumni. Graduated in 2002. I love my team. We've been in the valley. We're back at the, at the, at the top. We should be at the mountaintop because, by the way, if we were number three, we beat Washington on a neutral field because I don't like Washington's defense. I never have all year. I think we beat Washington. And then you see what happens. But, but I digress. It's probably not going to happen. Look, at the end of the day, I mean, these are kids. 
Some of them a little bit older because of the COVID extra years. So some of them are 24 years old, 23, 24. My son plays college football at the, F, at the FCS level. You just want the kids who work hard to be rewarded for working hard. And what we have to acknowledge is that the Russian judge committee that runs the college football <laughs> playoff has put a stink and a stain on this year's uh, playoff. Because if you're really going to choose the best four teams, you ready for this? The best four teams are Michigan, Washington, Alabama, and Georgia. So if you're going to do it that way, those are the best four teams, and Georgia should be in the playoff because they only lost by three on the road. Do you I agree, agree with that, that Georgia fight. Neutral we, fight, they lost by three. I agree with you. Georgia got screwed in this process, too. Congressman Byron Donalds, we appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you again in person. Good luck to your Seminoles in the Orange Bowl. If you beat Georgia, you might be the only undefeated team in the country. Listen, we beat Georgia. We're the national champions, baby. I'm telling you that right now. I bet, I bet there will be a parade at Disney World if the Florida State Seminoles go 14-0 and beat Georgia. Appreciate the time, my man. All right, take it easy. I feel like I just woke up in the middle of high school geometry class. Like, I have no idea what is going on. <laughs> People listening to us right now, Buck, either thought that's one of the best segments we've ever uh, had, or they're like you. They're like, you might as well have been talking. That might have been in Sanskrit for uh, for some of you out there, but... I feel like a huge percentage of our audience was all in. Uh, Ali, producer Ali was deluged with VIP emails over this controversy. Um, and like you said, with the clip you played, it's really kind of spiraled into uh, a political story now. Uh, but we want to tell you, we'll get ready to come back, close out uh, the, the show next. But in the meantime, mainstream media is going to tell you the economy's fantastic. Right. What do you think? Bidenomics making a lot of difference. Uh, but, you know, the truth is every time you go to a supermarket, rec- uh, supermarket restaurant, everything costs more. Fast food. I talk about it all the time. Chick-fil-A. Take my kids out. I can't get a meal for them for less than 50 bucks. Everything's more expensive. Overall cost up 19% for everything on average since Joe Biden got into office. Where can you catch a break? We got you an idea. App called Upside. Free Upside app gives you cash back, gas, groceries, restaurants, and more. With Upside, you get cash back on every purchase. Here's how you do it. Get started today. Download the free Upside app today. You'll find it in the App Store. You can use our names as the promo code Clay and Buck. We have signed up for it in the Travis household. That is my understanding. Not going to surprise you. As a married man, I have no idea what we buy. Their package is showing up at the house all the time. But my wife, she knows Everything, trust me, on every subject. We've been married almost 20 years. She's never been wrong, according to her and according to me right now. And she has got on to the Upside app. She'll get you hooked up in the Travis household. She can also tell you that she can save a lot of money for all of you. If you do the same as her, go get signed up with Upside. You can get the app online. They got a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app. Use the promo code Clay and Buck. You get an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas using that Upside app. Download it today. 25% back, by the way. Buck. A lot of people loving Congressman Byron Donalds. My own text messages are blowing up from people who said he owned me in that debate. We will discuss and break down more. This has been Clay and Buck. Get that Upside app today. Learn, laugh, and join us on the weekend on our Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, What? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Buck just set through the great debate on uh, whether Florida State should be in the playoff, thanks to Congressman Byron Donalds, who I think could have a future, if he wanted to do so, outside of politics, in the world of uh, sports prognostication. Um, and this thing has really blown up into such an extent that everybody is now talking about the fallout. There are potentially going to be lawsuits filed. I don't think they're going to work. And like I said, Buck, I'm in the strange position as usually being the rebel alliance against the larger sports media ecosystem, I'm actually like, yeah, the old guys on the committee, I think they made the right choice. I am defending the man, which is a rare position for myself to find myself in. So you are on the team uh, sports-wise with, like, Darth Vader, Emperor Palpatine yes. for the Star Wars nerds out there. Yes, yeah, I am. I'm. A, I am opposing. I'm Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. We got to get them in the, keep them in the garbage chute and squish them all together. They're they're a problem. C three PO. Scalusa, where we hung out a little over a year ago. So on the University of Alabama's campus, three days after this major chaos and controversy in the college football playoff, all of the Republican establishment rolls right in. Now I think people understand if I were the moderator of this debate. There's no way I wouldn't be asking the, the people on the stage, particularly because Ron DeSantis' state of Florida is involved, 
uh, about whether the right decision was made or not. But I think it's such a big story, Buck. Prediction. I think Megan Kelly or someone else who is on the rostrum with her there as the moderator uh, involved is going to ask about this issue for the Republican primary tomorrow. I think it's going to come up tomorrow night. I really do. It's crazy. So wait, so she's going to ask... I think what? she's going to ask him, did the committee make the right decision? Do you think that Florida State got screwed because they're oh, on the University of Alabama's campus? I think no. yes, in like a quick way. You don't think she no, will? No, I think, I think this is, you know, outkick osmosis where it's passing <laughs> through the sports politics brain barrier here. I, I don't think so. I think uh, that would be strange to me. But then again, Clay, I don't know, man. A lot of things are strange to me. People go to... Loud music festivals. You're going to be such a crazy old man because you have a lot of old man opinions already as a relatively young one. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another Round. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.